up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Morning, happy Thursday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen. Early break, full show ahead. No Mike Schaefer today. He is still out and about gallivanting in the uh, northwest portion of the country. I think he's in Mon- Montana today, Sip. So uh, we'll have Schaefer back next week, but no Schaefer today. Good morning. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, my news for you is I, fi- I finished Ozark finally yes. last night. Finally. So you. Well, Finally did. Fine. I, I think it came out about a month ago, right? It came out in April, and I, I, I've been taking my time getting through it and finally watched the last episode last night. And you thought? Uh, well, the the common complaints I've been hearing from people is that the ending sucked, and I just don't agree with that. I mean, okay. I've told you, how, how do you end that show properly? What, what do people want the ending to be? I agree. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. I didn't. I wasn't blown away, but I thought it was fine. I thought the. I thought the series was excellent. And it's uh, over now. It's over. It's probably. It's probably time to be over. I will say. I that. agree with that. And I will say what I told you off air the other day that Ozark is like a junior high theater production compared to True Detective. Yeah, I 1. can't believe this because <laughs> yes. you, you you did come in here yesterday and you uh-huh. said that you said. The Ozark's good, but it's no true detective. I said, man, you, you've been crazy. You've been praising Ozark, love Ozark. for love it. you know a couple of years now. I love Ozark. It's just that True Detective one season one is that good. It's just a lot deeper. It's a lot. It's the depth is much more. You did show me a scene that was pretty cool yeah. uh, in True Detective. Yeah, with uh, Woody Harrelson and. Matthew McConaughey. Yes, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm ripping back through season one. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad you enjoyed Ozark. No, 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 that's not to say I didn't. I, I really enjoyed Ozark. I really enjoyed those characters, particularly Marty and Ruth. Marty and Ruth. What what you said though is is right. It, the series it needed to stop. It, it was it was, it was time. done. It was done. It was mm-hmm. time. It so was over. Like a relationship. Sometimes there's just time. You just know it's time, mm-hmm. and it's time. It's over. You don't need to overanalyze it. But it, it, I think it stopped at the appropriate time and in an appropriate manner. And I thought the seri- I thought that last push, the last four episodes, five episodes were really good. Really good. Wendy went nuts. Yeah, she did. She went crazy. And it's over. But now i got to find a new show, and I don't have HBO but whatever True Detective's on. So but you got Hulu? No. I got Netflix. Okay. I've got Netflix and Stars, I think, something like that. See, who? Yeah, Hulu gives you the availability to some HBO, and I just okay, yeah. So I should look into that then. Perhaps we should also get quickly into the Lane Kiffin interview. Well, I'm getting there. Give me, give. I'll set it up right now. Give me. Pardon my two minutes. I had to go off the bat at Ozark. 
Small Pardon talk. Me. Yeah, well, it's the summertime, so welcome to it. Freaking small talk. 402-464-5685. I love small talk in the summertime, but we will get on to our uh, our start here. L- Lane Kiffin yesterday was speaking with uh, Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated on a variety of things, but the most p- main part of it was about NIL and the effects on the college football game and, and I, a lot of lot, lot of cons, and not not a lot of pros in there for Lane Kiffin, but mostly cons. And we'll get to a lot of the things he said, Sip. But there there is one that really caught my attention here. One quote from Lane Kiffin that really I think right now is particular for Nebraska. <laughs> and I put it on the rundown here. But I'm going to read this quote from from Lane Kiffin regarding his thoughts on what is the most important thing right now in college football. We all know Sip. Nebraska is building a new facility right now right by the football stadium. The new complex we built. When is it supposed to be done by? Do we know for sure? Yeah, uh, by next season. Next season. Yes, by, I, I want to say. 2023 season. August of 2023. Okay. August or, no, no, no. I'd say, let's. can we just say summer of 2023? So- a year from now, a year plus from right now. Yes. Lane Kiffin, uh, head coach of Ole Miss, says, quote, go ahead and build the facilities and these great training rooms, but you ain't going to have any good players in them if you don't have NIL money. I don't care who the coach is or how hard you recruit. That is not going to win over money, end quote. Now, for Nebraska so far, Sip, they have had NIL money. We know that they have. We don't know what the figures are. On what they're paying people, what what they're paying players, but they are not going completely. I mean, they're not going to just build a facility without NIL, so they're not going to go one or the other in this uh, situation here. But uh, what you read the write up on or the column, the article on Lane Kiffin, what was your takeaway from what you read? What was the most important thing? Well, you that saw? was big. I mean, if just stay on there for one second. I mean, he he said at the very highest levels of the sport now that you can work your you-know-what off as a recruiter for three years on a kid. And this has happened to him, he indicated. You you can work your you-know-what off for three years recruiting a kid, building a relationship, and then someone can come along and in, in three minutes recruit the kid <laughs> because of an NIL deal. Yep. Um, yep. And he says – that there's a lot of kids that aren't even – okay, there's a lot he said I agree with. There's some I, I don't completely agree with. Jake, he said that that's happened. That a lot of kids aren't even taking campus visits now. <laughs> um, now, we have to let's, – let's, let's just be smart in the way we approach this because there's a lot to unpack here, okay? I don't want to just – I don't want to confuse people. There's – I mean – Oh, in that conversation, facilities don't matter. Hmm. Um, relationship with coach doesn't matter. Campus doesn't matter. It's just about the money. I, I, it's kind of interesting in the context of like Matt Davison, right? Who raised, I think he raised $80 million for that training facility. An, an exorbitant sum. He, he, he raised most of that money. What's he feel like when he reads this? That that thing doesn't even matter to kids because it's just an NIL deal. What do you think that Bill Bush and Mickey Joseph are? They're regarded as as top level recruiters, right? Yep. What do you think they think when Lane Kiffin's in the media saying recruiters really don't matter now? I mean, 
It's just it's just an NIL deal. Yeah, I think Lane was a little bit extreme on this. I mean, he did tell some of that. He he told S, uh, Sports Illustrated that. 100% of high school players are choosing schools based on the highest NIL guarantee. I don't believe that. I don't either. 100%? That's everybody, Lane. Right. Now, uh, my, my theory I agree is, with you. is there a large percentage? Sure. But yeah. there's no way that every player in high school is choosing their school of choice uh, based on the most NIL. That seems a little bit excessive and extreme. Yeah, I think where, where we got to start the baseline conversation is what he says about players getting paid, which I think – I don't know what you think. I think they should get paid. Um, I don't think they should be limited to a scholarship check. I'm exactly in lockstep with Lane Kiffin. And I don't believe they should be paid all equal because that's not what happens in this world, right? Why does the best – like he says, why does the best player get get paid the same as the worst player? That's not real. That's not real life. But he gets down to the nitty gritty, which is what we've been saying. We've a lot of what he says is what we were saying before it all went down. He said there's just not a system in place. It was, and a lot of the media and a lot of fans and a lot of the textures we hear from, it was he says this. It was with those people, it was just okay, open it up. Let's do this. No system. A lot of the a lot of the people that jumped are you know what, um, text line etc. Um, they pushed for this even though they knew there was no system behind it, and and then now they want to steer it to the NCA. They want to blame the NCA. Blame yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Blame yourselves. Blame the state courts and blame yourself. Don't blame the NCAA on this. Yeah, they're behind. They should have had something in place years ago. But you foisted it upon college football. Now you got to deal with it. Yep. And don't and don't and don't take the easy way out and blame the NCAA. So Lane says, um, I'm sh- I'm sure some people saw these issues coming. A lot of people didn't. Okay. What then? He got into the collectives. He said these collectives, and you, I think people know what collectives are. Not everybody does. ABM is Nebraska's collective. Although I know Jared Lambert doesn't like to like it to be called a collective he likes to it to be called an agency call it what you want this is what lane kiffin says these collectives you've you basically made what was cheating before legal you had no rules behind it you've created something that was going to have a ton of issues to think these things weren't going to go this direction once you allow boosters to do whatever they wanted. And then he trails off. And his big takeaway is this is professional sports now. That that's, that's what we have to come to understand. This is not, I don't know what we're going to call it now, but it's not college athletics. Not college football. It's not college football. We're not, that's not what, it, I mean, I don't know if we need to come up with a new name for it. But that's what Lane says. He goes, we're talking about, we're talking, okay, this is what, now this is not simple talking. Here's the quote, Jake. This is not simple talking. Um, we're a professional sport now. This is Lane Kiffin. We're a professional sport, and they are professional players. Jake, listen to this. Contracted employees without contracts, they can get out whenever they want. And how is this, and how is not, this is, this is what he says, how is it not being seen as that? 
unless there are changes of rules around caps and contracts, how is every elite college player not at the end of their season? Then he trails off. He says, let's be realistic. In professional sports, if you are the agent of a player and the player opts into free agency and comes back to where they want after testing waters, who says, no, I'm not going to do that? They, that's, that's what players are doing now. Why would not? Why would Bryce Young not do that? Hey, coach, I love it here at Alabama, <laughs> but I would not be taking care of myself and my family if I didn't go into the portal to see what I can get. Now I'm going to see what I can get, and you got you're going to have to match it. Now that's that's life. Yeah, now that's here's the thing, though. Very unappealing. Now here's the thing. Here's what I don't like when I hear, and I hear a lot of media say this, but sip, but sip. The NIL will 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 create parody parody in college football lane kiffin just blows that notion out of the water this is what he said about that and by the way can i give you a stat can sure. i give you a stat that you're i think this will now it's not gonna surprise you but it leads perfectly into this next part 15 of the last 16 national champs have either been Alabama or beaten Alabama. Yeah, fifteen. That's rough. Okay, now, now. Okay, this Ross Dellinger asks. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Fifteen of the last sixteen national champs have either beaten Alabama or been Alabama. Okay, at some point in the season, beaten them or beaten them. To, they, they were not in sixteen straight championships, so. Maybe maybe at some point during the season right. they beat them, or right. in the playoff, possibly, right. I guess. Yes. Alabama has dominated the – okay, this is what Ross Dellinger asked, just so we set this up perfectly. Alabama has dominated – this is what Ross Dellinger asked Lane Kiffin. Alabama has dominated the last decade-plus of college football. Will NIL bring some parity at least to the very top of the sport? Lane's reply. If you're Alabama, how does your gap not continue to widen? If you have NIL, now Jake, this is this is the most this is the most sense I've seen anybody make in print. If you have NIL, you can get the players. You are already signing number 1 classes. Now there's a money factor involved and you have top resources for that and you have the portal so you're just replacing. If you have holes anywhere with guys leaving, they're just going to replace them. You see them doing it. Here's the best players out there not playing at Alabama. Now they can come and take those spots at Alabama. Now, think about it, Jake. You, you, you follow the NFL. What happens if Miami wins big? They draft at the end, right? Alabama drafts at the top yeah, every year. Yeah. Alabama drafts at the top every year. If you are team whatever and you draft in the top five every year and get a higher cap than everybody else you are playing against, and in free agency you get the first pick by using your higher cap, how is Alabama not going to continue to no, separate? I, I've thought that. I mean, we, we said that from the get-go, that Nebraska has a lot of NIL money, but but Alabama has winning plus NIL money. I mean, they, they are going to pay players too. They probably have been. They're yeah. going to pl pay players because – like you said, if they lose a guy or a couple guys to the NFL and they want to make sure that they don't take any sort of drop, they, they already have that guy probably on the on the on the roster to begin with. But if they don't, well, okay, 
go pay somebody big we've money. Got, we've, all we do is win, and we can give you money to come here, so what's the problem? Come right. on over. It, yeah. It's not going to change anything there. No, no Alabama, the only change would be they probably get stronger. Alabama, there's no drop-off at all coming with this. I mean, you know, any of those teams down there. Lane says people always ask me when Nick Saban will retire. Before, he said he would t- tell people not for a long time. Now, Lane says, why would he retire? You get the best players, have free agency to pluck the best players. Lane said he'll be there forever. He might double his championships. That's what Lane Kiffin said. I agree. I mean, this is great for Alabama. Jake, there's a lot here. It, okay. Okay. He talked about the influence of, of well, let's get to the, he goes with that, he gets into the tier conversation. Now, I didn't necessarily kind of agreed with him on this. He said, how is, the, how is this widening the gap in college football, not just between Power 5 and Group of 5, but within the Power, but within the power 5? He, puts, he said I've, he puts it in tiers. He said there's 8 to 10 teams in the top tier. Okay? Okay. 8 to 10. Now, Nebraska would fit in the next. He, he'd say then you have around 8 to 25 schools in the next tier. That's where you'd put Nebraska probably, right? Uh, NIL. Okay. And then, and then it's the rest. And he says, I talked to – this is Lane. I talked to a coach the other day in the 8 to 25 group, and he was asking about his player in the portal. <laughs> I'm explaining it to him, and he's not dealing with it at all because there's no NIL at his level. I was like, God, that's got to be so refreshing. He's just recruiting. Now there are problems. The player is going to get taken, but it's almost back to the purity of game like high school football. As you go up, when you get to that top tier or the top tiers, there's less purity, he said. So... um, Here's, this goes back to what you started with. In the recruiting process, Kiffin said, with the, elite, with the elite schools, coaches can't say it to recruits, but whoever is talking to the recruits, they say, just know you'll get more than anywhere else. Whatever you come back with, you'll get 20% more money here. Those are the people that are going to get the best players. That's, that's what we're talking about. It's fine. Now, by the way, I'm okay with all this as long as we lay it out this way. I'm oh, I, you got to well, be okay. What's the alternative? What what's it? What's it being laid out as if it's not this? Yeah. How? What is it being laid it, out as? Well, are you? What, are suggest- people just saying this is going to be all roses and, and unicorns here for for his college football? Well, now some people would say this is fine. There's a lot of people that say it's fine. I'm better. Okay, let's put let's put it this way. I am not fine with it, but I'm better with it. If people talk about it in real terms, and we got to quit calling it college football, if we, if we if we talk about it like Lane's talking about it, I'm I feel better about it. I don't feel great about it. I, I think it's I think it's ridiculous, kind of the way it was laid out with no parameters. I mean, it, it's incredible that a group of leaders could let this happen, but it's happened, and now we have to be frank about it. And that's why I appreciate with Lane Kiffin in this interview. He's very frank about it. 
I mean, this is this is what we're doing. And that's and Nebraska is a, a full participant. It has to be. It better be. I mean, Jake, think about it. There are a lot of schools that aren't participating. Purdue, for instance, Jake. Do you understand that Purdue is just a this is just an exhibit? Purdue doesn't have an NIL operation. They literally don't have an NIL operation. There's no NIL operation. There's schools that don't have an NIL operation. But that's a school that thought they might get Marcus Washington, too. Yeah. And he ends up at Nebraska. Can was you, it NIL or not? Can you, Wisconsin thought it could get Caleb Williams, the quarterback who ended up at USC with a big NIL deal. Wisconsin didn't have an NIL that's, operation. That's foolish for them, then. That's foolish yeah. by them. If they thought they could land Caleb Williams without NIL, that's just a stupid... They would have had to scramble to put something together. That's, just, when they that's pro- foolish by them. When they probably didn't even understand what they would have to put together. It's not just a straight cash transaction. That's, that's not what NIL is supposed to be. That's effectively what it's becoming. But you understand that that's not what this is. Jared Lambert at ABM for Nebraska just doesn't hand players cash. They have to, they have to you know, enter into deals where they actually have to do things to get paid for their name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. It's not just... Here's cash. Yeah, it's not just... Thanks here's, for being here's here. $600,000, thank you. Here's a check. No, I can't. It's not, that's not what it is. Now, that's effectively <clears throat> what it's becoming. <clears throat> this is what Lane said about recruiting in his words. Lane Kiffin, I can recruit way better than you or you can me, but in the end... Your school offers more money, or mine does. In the end, that's where a kid's going. I could have worked my butt off for three years, and you could have done three minutes. There was a player who went to a school that we got beat on, and I asked him about the relationship he had with the head coach. That player said he never talked to the head coach. NIL. Never talked to the head coach. Don't give me the relationships (laughs) now. I mean, relationships facilities academics come on uh here's more we're gonna call from tom in a second um this is lane kiff he says this watch how coaches take jobs now coaches down at least four jobs well before the decision was based on facilities or whatever if the coach was smart the first question should be tell me about your collective that's the first question he thinks that coaches should ask now Use it to be. It used to be the stadium, conference, assistant pool, your salary. Nope. First question should now be, what is your NIL structure? People always ask me when Nick Saban will retire. Before, I'd say not for a long time. Right. He is driven he's, and he works like he's 30. Now, it'll be never. Mm-hmm. Why would he? You get the best players. You have free agency to pluck the best players. He'll be there forever. He might double right. his championships. That's per Lane Kiffin. Right. I. What college football, I guess I, I'm going to call it college football for now, what it's become, this conversation, what's, what it's become, it's almost like politics now, where if you're, you, don't, you almost got to be careful who you're around to have these conversations. I've, I've noticed that with coaches that I talk to, it's like politics. You don't want to bring it up because it's, it gets uncomfortable. Coaches treat it like a lot of coaches right now are treating it like I, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, I, no, I don't want to talk about it. It's too uncomfortable. Well, 
it's too it's uncomfortable. It's the biggest thing in sports right now. But it's it, uncomfortable, but, it, but, but it's important. But, yeah, there's a lot in the political arena right now that, that is really important, but you don't want to talk about at the family dinner table, right? You just don't want to talk about it because it gets it can get real nasty. And that's sort of what this what college football has become, right? You know, like in the wrong crowd, you don't want to talk about it. I mean, it's unfortunate. Yep. But that's where we're at. Yeah, it's let's see what Tom. Let's says. get a call from Tom on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline four six four five six eight five. Tom, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, just basically two statements. The first one, uh, additional with that Lane article, he basically said that, you know, like in the NFL draft, the Jacksonville's and uh, I don't, the other one that came to my mind, I don't want to break your heart, Jake. But anyway, they usually get, they're really bad for, you know, generations, Detroit or whatever, and they get the first pick, you know, they get a chance to rebuild, you know, their salary caps and all that stuff. So they try to make it as equal as possible. You know, they give, the weakest team a chance to rebuild in a couple of years. Right. Where he said, like, Alabama, you know, they get the first pick every year and they have NLA money. So, you know, they're at a huge advantage, which is 100% true. Also, if we're going to flip the script, uh, John Cook right now is sitting on a pile of gold. I mean, yes, he is. The idea is he had number one recruiting classes. He now has NLA money. He now is able to take Penn State's, you know, top player. and. Mm-hmm you know, move them into Nebraska. The John Cook train is, a, if you could buy stock, I would recommend. So, God, that's a great, great day. Have a good one. Tom. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate Tom, the phone call. That is a great phone call. That is a great phone call because he's exactly right about John Cook. It John Cook has chosen, he made the right choice like Nick Saban, to play the game. Lane Kiffin alludes to this. He hears coaches say, I'm not going to do this. Dumb. They yeah, won't be around. Gonna lose them. They won't be. Yeah, they won't be around. Lane Kiffin clearly has reservations and is disillusioned, but he's got to play it like we do. You're disillusioned. I'm disillusioned. But you can't just not play the game, right? Well, you've seen coaches in football and, and basketball step down because they don't. They don't want True. to play the game. It, they, the Villanova coach they followed, Jay Wright. They followed through, saying, "I don't want to be here." And guess what? They're not. They left. Jay Wright's gone. And, and John Cook said on this very program that a lot of top-level volleyball coaches have left, left the sport, left college coaching because they're not going to deal with this. Now, John Cook is dealing with it, and Tom is exactly right. <clears throat> John Cook, look what he did. Jake, they had a hole at middle blocker. He went and plucked Penn State's All-American middle blocker. Now she'll be a starter in Nebraska. Yeah. And, you know, and I've told you, I've said it three times on this show, her last stop in her visit to Lincoln was at the ABM office before she went to the airport. Caitlin, what's her name? Horde? Yeah, I think you're right. Horde, yeah, yeah, Horde. Her last stop before she went to the airport in Lincoln was the ABM office. That's John Cook. Tom, you're 100% right. John Cook, the richer, are going to get richer because Nebraska has an NIL operation in place. And John is a – not John himself, but his players are, are critical clients of that agency. Well, yeah, well, they, they've, they've actually followed through with the winning part 
of everything. And so yeah, they do have great players that want to get paid. They're getting players, elite players from other parts of the country. So yeah, they, I'm sure they are critical. If Nebraska football were to go eight and four this year, seven and five, I, I'm curious where things go in terms of their even more transfers or, or higher level transfers than what they've got. I saw yesterday by CBS Sports they were ranked third in the uh, transfer portal rankings by, they by should the, be, they should be high. they got 15 guys. They should be very high. Third. Yes. Very. That's after a 3-9 football season. What, ha- you know, what happens if they go 8-4 and four and they've got guys that leave for the draft or go elsewhere? You might have another big class coming in again, possibly. Lane also talks about the influence of these these boosters and these donors who contribute to NIL. How's it not going to be an issue, he says. That donor pays the money for the player, and you're not playing them, and that same donor can get you hired and fired. That donor, that booster, is now what, effectively, Jake? He's an owner, minority owner. <laughs> yeah. He's a minority owner. Pretty That's much. very attractive to guys I've talked to, by the way. They, when I, I've literally talked to guys, moneyed guys, and, and I say, you, you know what? If you contribute, you effectively become a minority owner. And you can literally see the light bulb pop in their head. How fun would that be if you're just a fan who happens to have millions of dollars and you know you contributed to the quarterback who just threw the game-winning touchdown pass? That you had That's to, my guy. Yeah. That's my guy. That's my guy. That's my guy. Now, it can work the other way, though. What if that quarterback is struggling? And the coach pulls him and puts in Logan Smothers, who doesn't have mm. an NIL deal. Wait a second. I just I wrote a check for a quarter million dollars. See, that's what I think okay. is lost that, this conversation play him. is that. Play him. That's exactly it. Coach, you gotta play him. If there's gonna be a lot of money out there to players. We we've had this conversation before. Is that if a if a player that's getting paid a lot struggles, if you're the head coach, how do you handle that? What's more important? Pleasing your NIL operation and those who are paying the big money to the players, or is it more important for you to win? Or yeah. give yourself a better chance to win, at least. Yeah. I mean, that... Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's a, a, a crazy crazy thing to say. That's why I always get uh, curious at what, you know, are, are walk-ons going to be able to play again? What do you mean? Well, if, if, if there's if enough players, if enough starters or even backups are making NIL money and are, are to be here at Nebraska or, or other said school and you know and you're a coach and you're witnessing, hey, this this player, this walk on does not doesn't have NIL, but he's playing better football than these guys in practice. How do you navigate that as the coach in terms of making everybody happy but also winning? I mean it's good it's a great point. Right? It's a great question. And you know, you're right. The term walk-on is diminished now because if a walk-on gets good, he's going to get money. Or or most of – or a lot of them are going to – if you're a walk-on and you got really good where, where you got to the point where you'll say you're a walk-on receiver and, and through five games you have 15 catches, but you're not getting any money. Why wouldn't you as that player – you would be – you would have every right to go to Jared Lambrecht and say, hey. It's time. Yeah, it's, it's time. I gave you that's five that's, free games. Let's get this going. Yeah, and then in that player, by the way, as a walk-on, at the end of that season, what is he going to do, perhaps? I know what I would do in this system. 
okay, I fin- I'm a walk-on redshirt freshman who finishes my first year of eligibility with 30 catches. I'm going to test the waters a little bit. What can I get? What can I get? Why would you not do that? I do wonder if the first conversation before that is is going to the university and say, hey, I'm going to put my name in the portal unless you do this. Or you put your name in the portal to see what you can get and then go back to the the team. That's happened yeah, at Nebraska. Yeah, that has happened at If Nebraska. you like where you're at, though, say, hey, I, I would like to stay here, but I need some NIL. Otherwise, I will go in the portal. Uh, can you play hardball after a good season? Yes. Well, of course you can. I'm, but I'm saying doing that before you even go in the portal. Say, I, I'll give you the chance yeah. to keep yeah, me you and can retain me before yeah. I put my name in the portal. Yeah, you absolutely can do that. Because if you don't keep give me what I want, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And that's just not very appealing to me. But. Well, why? Because that's to... that, that's not college football. Well, that's why. Well, thank you. Because that's I, what we, I, wouldn't, because, wouldn't I ever say? Wouldn't I ever disagree with you at all? That I never no, have. Because we established at the start of the conversation that we can't really keep calling it college football. And Lane Kiffin says we're now a professional football. This is professional football. That there's a whole lot, a lot of offshoot conversations that come from that. Do we treat these kids like college athletes now? Should we be able to criticize them more? Why? Why not? You can't tell me on one hand they should be paid like professionals, but not treated like professionals. Doesn't work that way. Nope. More next on Early Breaking the Ticket.